How are you doing, Ignacio? I'm good. Thank you so much. I mean, Ignacio, where where are you? Are are you in Spain at the moment? Yeah, yeah I'm in Madrid now. Okay, okay, beautiful city. Yes. Yeah, I used to um, years ago. Uh, for about two years in the early noughties, I used to live down there with the Catalans in Barcelona. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I used uh, I used to go there every every twenty days a, a month because I have uh, some business there in uh, Girona. Oh yeah, I, I know it. Yeah, near the airport. Yeah. Well, um, no, Girona is uh, is next to to France, so it's it's on the border with France. It's the next uh, province that you find there. Uh, on top of Barcelona. That's right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there are also Catalan on the French side of that border too, right? Yes, there are. In fact, mm. <laughs> uh, they are in a place where I had uh, some uh, uh, some encounters. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's that's something we definitely have to get into in that case. Um, I, I heard about you actually because I recently befriended Rui Caratal from Portugal. Yes, and um, he interviewed you, and it was a you know it was a really uh, remarkable interview. Uh, but I had a, a previous interest in Wild Men in Spain from looking into the the Basajon, yes, Basajon, Basque, Basque country, yes, in the Basque country. Mm-hmm. And I thought that perhaps that was the only legend in Spain, but apparently not. There there are many more. Can you can you tell us something about that? Yes, there are. Uh, as much as I know, there are many legends. Uh, in fact, uh, you can find uh, different names of the same uh, creature uh, in different uh, local languages. For example, in Catalan, in mm. Basque, in, uh, in Galician or Gallego, where I where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, even I came to know recently also about some. Uh, some other guy that is in Cadiz, which is uh, in the south of Spain, mm-hmm. and he found different structures there as well, and signs, and, and not very common uh, signs in the nature too. And, and from from this south Spain um, signs is the first evidence that we find recently too. So we didn't have any news about wild men or whatever creature in in the south of spain oh well so that's a that's a very new discovery so previously to that would the legends be primarily focused on the north of spain and galicia asturias the basque country etc places like that yes uh what was the question sorry um if the legends you said you've recently found legends in cadiz or i cannot i can I cannot tell you much about the legends uh-huh. because I came to know about these kind of things uh, not mm, not far from in time. So I'm not really into the legends in Spain, but I'm into the encounters that I had in the nature in Ireland. Uh-huh. I I must say also not encounters but strange feelings as well in England where I was living the last nine years between Spain Ireland and England. <clears throat> so yeah, I I I'm not really into the legends. I'm into the facts or into the recent encounters. Okay. So I just can tell you that these things have names in many many languages, local languages in Spain also, not only Castilian or Spanish. But as as I was telling you, uh, Basque, 
Catalan, <clears throat> Galician, and yeah, local languages. And so that, what similarities have you found in your experiences? Have you had experiences in Spain as well as England and Ireland? Yeah, the first one started when, when I didn't know anything about these things. Uh, started in Ireland, where I found different uh, signs in, in a place called Erika's Magic Forest. Mm -hmm. uh, not exactly there, but way up in, into a lake uh, north uh, direction. There are several lakes that are intertwined mm. there. And this is the first time when I get got into 500 meters out of the lake on the left side. And I found very strange structures there that for me were not made by my men mm. at all because they, the trunks were huge. And there were even uh, structures on top of the trees. So I found that quite strange. Yeah. So this was the first time it was, I, if I remember correctly, some, somewhere around 2018. And uh, yeah, that was my first uh, encounter with these uh, structures. And, and what was it? What happened after that encounter that started to to make you think that there could be something non-human living there in Ireland? Yes, when I found this thing exactly at that moment, before finding anything, let's say I was in the first four hundred meters mm -hmm. in out of the trail, because usually where I to give some context to people that might listen, I'm I'm very fond of nature and. In 2020, I founded my own school of uh, natural uh -huh. activities. So w whenever I was having free time, I was doing some trails or fishing or uh, mushroom hunting or, or just going into the nature, but in a different way that usually people go because I go to, to, know, know, to know more, to, to see what kind of ecosystems, uh, how do they, they work and so on and which kind of animals, plants, and yeah, wildlife mm -hmm. you can find. <clears throat> so this was one of the, the the first times that, as I told you, in the first 400 meters out of the trail, I started to feel a bit, uh, yeah, a bit different as usual. So I found myself uh, like kind of confused. Uh -huh. First, I, I felt uneasy, I felt mm. eerie, I felt uh, not in the right place, let's call it this way, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. Uninvited, um, perhaps. Uninvited, absolutely. Yeah. Uninvited mm. is, is a very good word. Mm. And then I just, the, the next uh, 100 meters, I found these structures that I told you, and then it was... Yeah, not a lot of time because I didn't spend much time there when I found this. I could see, apart from the tipis that I found, three of them, mm -hmm. two very big and one less big uh, or smaller. But the smaller was for a basketball player. So wow, okay. imagine, the, imagine the first two. Um, so I was looking at these structures then on the top of uh, on the canopy. I, I could find these signs that I told you that were like trunks as the allocated uh -huh. uh, forming a circle, all of them parting from the base. Not 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 all of them were base constructed, but some mm. of them were uh, the top of the tree 
and the other ones, some of the other ones were parting from the same base, wow. but with the with the base of the trunk. So they were all of them connected, forming a circle, and there were a couple of them. So <clears throat> I could also see this. This is a thing that I didn't tell to I think to Rui. I I see I saw. Um, imagine that you 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 create a fire. Mm -hmm. So there was a sign in the in the soil in the in the floor of the yeah. you know the the grass. There was a big circle of fire, but a big one again. Everything was big. Uh, that wasn't a normal a normal yeah. fire, you know. If people make fire, maybe it's a meter maximum uh, length wow. of, of the circle, but this was maybe two meters. So I didn't understand it. There were no stones round in the circle of fire as well, which usually humans mm. put these stones for security. And this was non, non rocks or anything. So it was very strange again. And this was wow. again my first uh, encounter with the unknown. And then I came back to the boat that I hired for, for doing this fishing and nature trip. And uh, I, I rushed. I rushed because I didn't. I, I felt very uninvited mm -hmm. and and just rushed and crossed to the other side of the lake, where I could where I was able to breathe mm -hmm. and recover recover the the control of myself. Sure, sure. And now, then uh, and then I obviously. started to investigate um, mm -hmm. internationally about finding this kind of things in the nature so then mm. it, it was the time when i found the possible bigfoot or now i know there are even some other creatures there like cryptids many different uh ones worldwide so in spain i'm very new to this but i found some other things in the future in the in the welcome for, uh, for uh, in the next forthcoming months uh -huh. or years up to, to up to, to now yes well um, I, I, that's often how the the journey goes as well and i really appreciate you sharing that because similarly to myself you know one spark one aspect of this mystery has attracted me and once you get into it a little bit more you find so many other aspects of it that you can also investigate the wild man thing is very interesting because i think from my perspective first realizing that was there was a wild man legend in britain and ireland but not only and not only was it here but it was also in europe and represented in carvings on churches and on tapestries and other things with the green men and woodwows and basahawan and other similar similarly named creatures around around europe i started to wonder if there were different types of wild men was there a bigfoot type and more of a, a man-like type that we have have you looked into that aspect of things yes, at all yes Yes, I came to know recently as well that in, for example, in uh, in Basque Country, mm. you have the Basa Hound, which is kind of a wild beast similar mm. to Bigfoot. Um, <clears throat> some differences, but um, quite similar to Bigfoot. Mm. And this man is as this creature is associated with um, knowledge and mm. benevolent. It's a benevolent mm. uh, entity that uh, usually is in the, in the in the forest and he was helping the uh, agriculture you know the mm. shepherds the tools mm. tools for 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 the man to progress mm. this is one one side 
For example, in the Catalonian side, I came to know recently as well that there are two or three different types of uh, cryptids. One is called Nonel de la Neu, the other one is called Simiot, and there is a third class which is something similar to the Vasathaun. Mm -hmm. So the first two are not related with benevolent uh, things. Uh, in fact, I came to know <clears throat> that uh, they are not, they are evil. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so there are even uh, scripts on the cathedrals and small churches and mm -hmm. so on. And they appear uh, eating children. Oh, know? goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I came to know as well that in Catalonia, there have been recent um, sightings of uh, these creatures in 1984, mm. in 1992, in 1996, yeah. and some of the recent years. Yeah. And they even appear the testimonials in the local newspapers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there are, there are things out there. Would it make perfect sense to me because Europe is a continent and if there were such and um i i just think it's 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 fascinating really because the bigfoot genre is very amerocentric you know it's very focused in america sorry for the noise oh that's okay but... that's okay i don't mind i don't mind i've done these all over the place uh ignacio even in parks and next to rivers and it just adds to it it's okay I, I wish I could be there, but uh, unfortunately, the Wi-Fi uh, signal is, is better here. So No, no, it's perfect. Absolutely, absolutely perfect. I, I don't mind um, a bit of background noise, ambiance. It's fine. It's okay. Um, but yeah, and it's amazing to me that, that Europe, France as well, um, and especially when you go further east, you know, Romania to Ukraine, to the Caucasus and all these different places, the Almasti then comes in. But it seems to be a similar type of creature to the one we have reported in Britain and Ireland and France and Spain and Portugal and, and so on. And and um, and it's a wonder to me that we don't have such a big public focus on it because there are modern day sightings. Why do you think that the Americans have made such a big thing of it and we, we haven't as Europeans? Because we have modern sightings too. That's a very great question. Uh, by the way, we might have even more tradition on these things than them mm -hmm. in the recent uh, centuries. For example, in France, I don't know if you know now about the, there is a, even a movie about this. Um, it's called Jovadan, mm -hmm. the monster of Jovadan, that supposedly was yeah. a beast, yeah. wolf-like. Uh, killing more than 50-something people. Mm -hmm. This is as, as much as they know. This is not a legend, by the way. This is in... You can read about this. It's historical. Happening. Yeah, yeah. It's historical. It's mm -hmm. in the 18th century. And the king, uh, the king Louis XIII, I think it was, uh, was bringing people from the military, from uh, US, from many parts of the world, of course, paying them a huge amount of money to kill this beast. And they were killing all the wolves because they thought in the beginning that it was a wolf. But for the kind of killings and the, you know, the 
the arms were in one mm. side. It, yeah. it was yeah. not eating them even. It was just killing them in, and in a nasty way. And he, I, I don't know. I mean, it was more than, if I'm correct, 60 or 70 mm. years of this beast killing people from uh, 30, 30 square kilometers uh, radius. So this is very recent. Mm. And we don't have the same the same kind of stories based on reality in in the U.S. in those in those mm. centuries. That's true. So why I think in in the U.S. they have made this massive thing? I think there are two main reasons. First one, you know, Americans usually are kind of very out of the trail guys and yeah. women. Yeah, meaning they have not that fear as we might have from these mm. things or nature. Second, they are like the Italians. They are the guys that sells it all. Like they make a business of everything. Yes. They find the right opportunity to make business. So I think everything things, is has merchandise. It's amazing. It's really yeah. strange. Yeah. And I like that, you know, they are kind, kind of entrepreneurial. Uh, also I've tried to learn from them as well. But yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah. But they respect a lot of nature. I think they are very cautious about nature and about taking care of maintaining the, mm. the places as much as wild as possible. Mm. Plus, uh, they have, of course, a huge variety of beasts, mm. animals like yeah, um, pumas, no, like mountain lions, mm. um, bears. Well, definitely uh, big, big links. So I mean, they have uh, many, many much wildlife. So than us, bears in different colors. So mm -hmm. this is one of the or the, the three main reasons why I feel the Americans have made something like more normal first, yeah. second more accessible to people because there are many podcasts and YouTube guys do, doing this uh, this work. And they do it in a respectful way, I think, a apart from a couple of usually nasty guys that you find everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. I think they are doing a, a good research and they are doing uh, good interviews and, and bringing testimonials and knowledge for all of I know, us. I agree. I agree. And they always do things very professionally. I really respect them. I mean, there's something you've lived in England and, you know, from the British mentality, your passion shouldn't pay if you're passionate about it there shouldn't be a charge right yes or you should this is really this is making Euro money european, from it. i think yeah yes, it's european because yes. if you care about this so much finding the animals proving they're real why should you be making any money whereas the americans think about it as if for me to continue doing this work i must make some money yes investment. and and they they merchandise the thing in a way or they bring people in in a very um attractive way in yes. a very attractive way without shame and there's always a little support our work there and I've, I've never had the guts ever in my all of my years of doing this to put a donate here button on anything <laughs> you know? but do it do it yes, i mean you know. feel encouraged to do it because yeah. of course uh, wherever you put the energy uh why not i mean yeah. money today is the only currency we have well there are many others but uh, the, the main one we have to value someone's mm. time energy and passion so why not i mean mm. you can even write this sentence value my time energy and passion and please help me and support uh, yeah. so we can have quality time and videos about these things you know yeah i'll credit you for the sentence by <laughs> ignacio galacampos <Yeah. laughs> i'm very american in this sense 
No, well, I I agree with it, and uh, my wife was saying to me for a long time. I, I, you know, there's things that should be free. So the I think the podcast is that that should be free. I can run ads on the podcast if it's popular. That will pay. If it's not, then that will be the testament to its popularity. That's fine. I have books. You know, that's fine. Um, but for expeditions and things, I've always just saved and put them in there. And I've always seen lots of donate here for my expedition to this place and that place and the other place. And the British side of me says, no, don't do that. Because mm-hmm. once you put pay for my passion in the UK anyway, onto your, your, your webpage there, people will say, well, forget this guy, you know? And uh, anyway, it's different. I think that's, that's a weird cultural thing. It's culturally yes. different. And, um, it's a European thing, perhaps as well. We're not allowed to. It's it's almost boastful in a way, you know. It's it's a strange thing. Um, talking about your your background, you know, as as a guide into excursions and wildlife and things like this. What what was it about these first structures that you saw that made you feel that they were non-human? So, I mean, you're obviously very comfortable in the forest because, and you've probably been in parts of Europe that have wild animals like bears as well. So you're aware, you're comfortable. You know Ireland doesn't have any big animals like that. And suddenly you cross the river, you feel eerie before you see the structures or you see the structures and then you get the feeling. How, how did it transpire? So the first thing, it, it was the lake. I jumped from the boat to get myself into the forest to explore a new, a new part of the, the forest. And 100 meters before arri- arriving to the, the real place, I felt already uneasy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know why. I didn't know yeah, the reason. And once I got there, it was multiplied by 100. Mm-hmm. And then by thousand, when I started to see these structures, why I recognized it, they were not made by men. It was because of the size of the trunks that were mm-hmm. making this tipi, yeah. this uh, camping site. And they were not really perfectly allocated as humans usually okay. do. Like, like bushcrafting uh, and things like that. Like that. No. no, no, no strings, nothing. Okay. They were just, you know, perfect. I mean, Based. making perfect place mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get uh a structure there um second thing was the signs the the structures that mm. i saw on the canopy of the trees two of them impossible for the men to make that because the the three tops were probably 20 25 uh, oh, wow. meters okay. high okay and, the, and and the size of the trunks that were allocated up on top forming this this mm. round circle were massive as well wow. so I just thought, okay, this is this make no sense. Mm. The only thing that could make these things could be huge, huge animals, mm. huge creatures, huge aliens. With thumbs, no, or, no less. Yeah, or uh, mm. uh, extraterrestrials. Um, what do you think about? Did you talk to any Irish people about this this experience in sightings? Because there's lots of fairy legends no. in Ireland, and often. They no, have various I, structures and dolmens that they attribute to fairy um, activity. And I wonder if that's their way of explaining away. I just this, talked about this, this with, with my wife at mm-hmm. that moment. Okay. Just talked about this with my wife at that moment. Wow. Not nobody else. I didn't say to anybody. And, um, and how about the, 
the response to your interest in this phenomena since because once the phenomena takes hold of you at least from my perspective this happened to me people who know you in a different in a different world in a different uh from a different perspective say hey is ignacio having some midlife crisis a mental breakdown here suddenly he loves bigfoot and cryptids and he's out there searching but what kind of reaction have you received now now that i know more that happened to me more things recently even yeah. in spain and and i can do study a lot about this, these things people just most of the people i'm talking with usually friends or sometimes relatives that are there in a conversation and just bring this up i'm not afraid of, of bringing this up to as many people as i can because mm. i think knowledge doesn't uh, occupy it. i mean you have to always incorporate new knowledge mm. This is my way of thought. And I'm so look, after all the things that happened in my life, mm -hmm. if you tell me that two days ago you were in in the in the field and you mm -hmm. saw Godzilla walking there, the only thing that I can tell to you is I cannot think you are lying mm. or you are making this up. I yeah. I'm going to consider what you are saying. I will do my investigation. Mm -hmm. myself and i will think that that's that's an interesting topic to get more knowledge about mm -hmm. but this is my point of view and feel is not the usual way of feeling or you know i'm not the typical person uh, at this moment of time and space so but when i bring this up to my friends relatives or mom or, or family they just think i'm crazy or yeah or i'm crazy or not making this up because i'm not a person that makes make yeah. up things but they yeah uh, they think my my head go went away you know something okay like you've they, they believe that you've got involved I in don't a strange care. obsession almost yes i don't care at all mm. at all really what what about because you had that one experience in ireland the first experience in ireland and you've had other experiences since there and here uh, and also in uh french catalonia did you say or um like, can yes. you tell us about those because i think you know i will tell you the chronology uh, of yeah. uh, mm. things first ireland after the first sighting that i had encounter there yeah uh i came to the same place alone again uh 15 days after wow. and there were still the structures two of them were kind of put, put down in a disordered way mm -hmm. like some trunks were there here okay big trunks the small one was still there and the 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 canopy thing were still there and i was less time than the first time mm -hmm. oh, really? i just came to see it felt st still not very good <laughs> came back and jumped on the boat and still again yeah. run run from the place did you go back do you think to um to try to to prove to yourself what you'd experienced the first time or to disprove it and then the uninvited feeling came back straight away you're like okay it was real i'm getting out of here i i came to see that to see that if i mm. if, if it wasn't a dream what yeah. i saw yes yeah yes and then what what was the next incident after that next incident nothing happened Apart from nothing happened in Ireland, I must tell you that I had uh, different, let's say, three or four times that I usually went alone in the nature. And I had still 
three, four more times of just feeling uneasy in places, yeah. specific places, but not seeing very strange things are like, like this one. Then I received an offer of work in Spain, in Girona, which is in the border with France. And then this was 2019. So mm -hmm. I came there. The first thing that I told to my wife when we were ex-wife now, uh, we, we were entering into the Girona place uh, mm -hmm. province was very strange. I told her, uh, I'm feeling right now in the car, eh, traveling. Mm. I'm feeling right now like time and space has have changed for mm -hmm. me. And now I'm feeling like I'm here and somewhere else at the oh, same time. Okay. Something strange that I like felt. a and displacement. I, Almost like um, watching a movie, or or it's no, different like, to that. Like I had the feeling like I was there driving, yeah. and in some somewhere else at okay. the same time. Okay, I cannot explain it. Strange, yeah. Then, um, okay, then yeah, I got got into work, blah blah blah, and maybe eleven months passed. Let's say before before the pandem the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, I would say, no, I can't recall it perfectly. Uh, it was, it was November, November, 2019. Yes. So I did a survival course in the nature and a week, be a week after that, I went to mushroom hunting with my dog. I had like a couple of hours of light. So mm -hmm. I went to a place that I really know well, which is 15 minutes from the city center in Girona. Mm -hmm. Girona is a, is a city that is run, surrounded with uh, wild mm -hmm. nature, even mm -hmm. very close. Uh, but I went further into the nature, into a very small woodland that I really know well, like the palm of my hand. Mm -hmm. So I went very quick because, again, the, the sunset was coming soon. So I went to places that I know really well that there are mushrooms already. So I went there, pa pa bam. I am starting looking, uh, searching for them. I'm not finding many, which I find found strange at that point. And then my dog start pulling to me to the uh, opposite direction of the car. So I came from doing a survival course of mm -hmm. in the nature three days with an expert, and I already knew about uh, orientation. And that day, my dog was pulling the opposite side where I thought the car was. Uh -huh. So I started pulling my dog to the other side, to the opposite. And at some point I got scared and I got very confused about where I was and what, why my dog was pulling the opposite side that I thought. So then uh, I started saying, okay, I'm going to pay attention to what my dog is telling mm -hmm. me to do. And then I followed him and he took me to the car, which mm -hmm. was very, very, very strange. Then we were in the car and there was, a, let's say, 10 meters from the car, there was a place that usually always mm -hmm. mushrooms there hidden. So I went there for quickly. And then I was planning to go to another site where I could find very quick mushrooms for the dinner. So when I was going to these 10 meters from the car, I saw from my left side view, a very big shadow going mm -hmm. from a place in a bush to a big trunk wow. and I saw it like, boom. So I turned my head and I felt again, this, uh, you know, the hair at mm. the back of my head yeah. standing yeah. up. So I thought, I felt first that someone was there. Something was there. I look and there was a big shadow, maybe two meters high wow. moving, moving into the tree trunk. 
Wow. So I could, I took my dog and I started running to the car and we left from there because this place is very isolated. Mm. You have to do like eight kilometers in a dirty road. Oh, road. okay. Is it sort of in the hills around Girona? Yes. I think I've been there. Um, it's next to Casa de la Selva. Yeah. I think I've been there. Um, if so it's the, the one I'm thinking of. And yes. And then, so I got in the car and I rushed out of there. And we went to another place, which is called Los Angels, Angels which means the angels. Mm-hmm. And it's another hills that are behind Girona, 10 minutes from the city yeah. again. And I went to a place that you just park the car. There's no one there as well. And you find several mushrooms very next to the, wow. to the road. So we went to, to another trail and we were walking there. The, it was getting dark, but still light. And then... Both my dog and myself, my dog never stops when, when he's walking in the woods, mm. never. He's pulling me all the time. <laughs> and he stopped, okay, uh, let's say 203 meters into the trail. He stopped completely and started looking up. So I said, okay, I got surprised and I was rushing. And I looked up again uh, with him to see what he was looking at. And at the same time, maybe one second after, we hear, we heard from the trees were which were not very high uh-huh. we heard like on the on our back something like this guys okay something like that what could that so, be i don't know i don't know and i didn't uh, even try to investigate what was that because like a again, huff like a almost yeah like, like a, someone exhaling on yeah. the back of my neck wow. from the top of the tree wow. so so then I just took the dog and we went back to the car and no mushrooms that day. So this was before the pandemic, okay? Mm. And this was my first experience in Girona with these things, strange. So the pandemic came, I didn't go to the nature much. Then I founded this school of natural activities. I left, I quit the job and everything. And it was all of these experiences 2018, 2019, mm. and now 2022 are all, all of them in, in November. Wow. All of them. Okay. Ireland, huh. first time Girona, and second time Girona. So the second time in Girona happened very recently in November 2022. Uh-huh. And I went to this place, which is in the border with France and, and mm-hmm. Girona. I went to a place that I was with a friend of mine 15 days ago and we went for mushroom hunting. We found loads of mushrooms. We, it was one of the best days in our lives for, for mushroom hunting, for, for the variety of the species, for the quality mm-hmm. of the mushrooms, for everything and the beauty of the scenery. And I knew this place from several years ago, like two or three years ago two years ago, but went there maybe 10 times. Mm-hmm. So I knew I knew the place well. So again, we usually go out of the trail. It's a very, it's a very nasty place to for a common uh, Urbanian uh, people. It's, it's not made for, for you know, not uh, prepared people because it's very, oh, it's very okay. hilly. Oh, it's, it's a tough hike. It's tough terrain, yes. Yeah. So uh, 15 days after that, okay. Sorry, that day that was magical for mushrooms. There are like two, three points that we usually uh, stop. Okay, mm-hmm. 
One is, let's say, 900 meters height. The second one is 1,000, and the next one is 1,200 <laughs> meters. So we stop in the first, uh, sorry, in the second time, in the second place, let's say uh, 100 meters height more. And this place is uh, very complicated to indicate to get because you have to pass to a fence, like this kind of fence. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But you have to pass through a hole that is even okay. is even hidden with a bush. Okay. okay. So you pass through a, a hole like this wow. and bushes there. So and also there is another fence two meters high from this similar to this, uh, separating kind of a land that must be private or something. But we okay. have never seen anyone there. But this is a massive. It's just owned. Uh, Somebody's owning it, but it, it's yeah, obviously it's, very big. It's a massive uh, yeah. fence, mm -hmm. and we could never pass to the other side because oh. of this fence. And that time, the same happened. We couldn't pass. We were examining what was on, on the other mm -hmm. side of the fence, but uh, we wanted just to explore, but it's impossible. So on the left side of this fence, 500 meters into another um, clear in the mm -hmm. middle of the forest, we found between 500 and 600 pumpkins perfectly perfectly forming a, a circle pumpkins and that place pumpkins big okay. pumpkins uh -huh. yes. very strange we have never seen something like that in that place ever <clears throat> and there are no the curious thing about this is that this cannot be man-made because there are no uh, growing pumpkins in maybe 50 kilometers okay there's okay. no farms anyway nobody lives there nobody is nobody no no nobody lives there because this is the middle of of the yeah. wild nature with very intricate uh, uh yeah. ground you know it's impossible and that seems planned essentially you know it was some, it was mm -hmm. like put there even uh forming piles like uh, it wow. was perfect circle maybe some um three four were out of the circle but yeah all of them were allocated there i don't know by who or by what and I found it very weird. Strange. I didn't. I didn't feel anything that time. But I told my friend not to take any any pumpkin, mm. and he said, "No, my mom loves the pumpkins. Yeah. The, he makes soup, and I'm going to take two of them." And I say, "Okay, yeah. I'm not taking any because I don't. I don't mm. trust this." So he took a couple, and we we left. We were very happy, and that's it. So 15 days after this, I went alone to the same three mm. places. And just when I parked the car in this uh, dirt trail uh, road, uh, which not many cars can go even there, um, so I just get out, I start getting off the trail, and in the first 100 meters I start to find crossed, uh, crossed um, sticks. trunks, sticks, yeah, not sticks, yeah. even. Oh, like big tree trunks. trunks. Yeah. Yes, tree trunks. Yeah. Crossing, forming very difficult things in on the on the ground but many of them wow. and many trunks thrown like thrown on top of other other trees similar to what i saw in ireland smaller smaller in in the size okay but but was very weird again because there were some birch trees which are maybe 10 kilometers or above on the on the on the height on the same road oh, so they don't grow there they don't grow there. They grow further up. Yes, they don't wow. grow there. No. And they were thrown on top of the canopies of, of other trees. Wow. Many, I'm telling you, many. 
So almost I like made... a big shelter built again in a way, or the the teepee style structure. Yeah, but it, they were smaller than than Ireland, mm -hmm. but yeah. they were not. Uh, they were completely strange or weird oh. to to the place. So as I knew much more from these kind of things, then that time, I telepathically. Uh, permission to the forest mm -hmm. to be to be there okay and the strange thing was that was that i couldn't find any mushroom that day so usually if you if you go to the same place where mm -hmm. there were mushroom, mushrooms uh, 15 days ago and i was usually uh calibrating the the you know the rain per meter that it goes to a, yeah. a specific area so okay. i know they sh there should be many oh, more so, mushrooms. yeah so you you know you understand how those those edible mushrooms grow we've had this yes. much rain at this yes. elevation there should be so, mushrooms yes of course there should okay. be many many quality mushrooms and there were none or right. the ones that were there were completely spoiled which was nonsense Right. So first thing that was not very common or or normal. Second, all the things that I'm telling you, I, I was seeing there, and then then I asked permission to stay there for some time just to shoot some videos. Take into account that I had to do one hour and ten minutes to go there from my from my place in Girona. Mm. So so it was kind of a bad feeling, like oh, I have made all these all these kilometers to <laughs> to enter in in a in an uninvited uninvited place again. Yeah, but and it was where, fine. They, where possibly the wild men have stolen all the mushrooms as well, you know, well eaten them. I guess they're their mushrooms if that's where they live, um, or even curse the land. I don't know. But all of them were spoiled or they were known. Yeah. Yes. When you say spoiled, you mean stepped on or smashed or just not? No, like, no, no, like uh, rotten. Rot? Oh, okay. Impossible. Impossible for the level of uh, rain that uh, has gone so they, there. They always the said they'd been drowned in rain, but there hadn't been enough rain to justify that. It was not normal. Again, I, I'm so doing. Weird. I'm doing these studies for many, many years in the field, mm. out of the field, uh, researching. So, and, exactly. you know, so scientifically speaking, from an expert's point of view, you know exactly what should be there. Let me yes. ask you another question yes. about these strange, uninvited feelings you have and some of the confusion you described earlier. Have you heard of this? I'm sure you have this infrasound uh, theory that these creatures use infrasound to unnerve people to drive them out of their area. Um, people have, you know, observed tigers doing this apparently uh, to, to stun prey into, into uh, to, to stop them moving, just to, to keep them mm -hmm. where they are. I've also observed, obviously, crocodiles and elephants. We know they do it for other reasons. But do you think? Do you know anything about that? Do you think that this infrasound could have been causing those feelings of of warning and confusion that you experienced? Of course, of course, I I believe this is total totally mm. something happening. And there has been some studies, even uh, David Polidis have done this research mm. in this one of these uh, one of his uh, movies or documentaries. Yeah. They have uh, they have recorded anomalies in the uh, fields of energy and mm. vibration, uh, like uh, neutrons, neutrons, and you know the, yeah. the particles that are there after these things have uh, appeared or when when they have been there mm -hmm. in the recent times, you know so absolutely absolutely and also 
when I stopped, okay, I, I was seeing all these things, feeling all these things. I took some videos, some pictures, and I just rushed mm -hmm. from that place. But this time I was not feeling scared or very unnerved. I was feeling, okay, with respect. So I moved to the next place, 500 meters up in the mountain, the second place where the, we found the pumpkins and where the big fence was. So very, very uh, perpendicular to the... Mm -hmm. uh, where the pumpkins were found, this was the the, the fence. Mm -hmm. The fence had been always perfect, as I told you. So the second time that I was there, in the exact point perpendicular to the to the pumpkins, which I didn't want to see even because I didn't want to. I just saw that the fence was instead of like this, it was mm. like this. Oh, okay. Like this. Something heavy had bent it. Something heavy has put the foot on top oh. of the fence and just crush it. Uh, well, what kind of strength do you think that fence would be? Perfectly crushed. What wow. I'm saying, perfectly crushed was exactly like a, a V, like this. Would it be a heavy-duty fence like the one in the garden where you're sitting there or something lighter? Something like maybe 500 kilos or more has okay. done this. Wow. Okay. Any bear there? Are there any bear in There Catalonia? were not, not, not anymore. No, no, no. So, I mean, what could that be? I mean, what, what, uh, what monster imposter could it be? What known animal inhabits that area that could attain that weight? A deer? No, 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 no. Are there, no, no. There red deer or any, any no, big no, deer? No. There? no, no, a deer cannot even just put the, the, the leg on top of the yeah. fence. No, impossible. that's true. Yeah. No, 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 imagine. impossible. Or even if yeah. they do it, they will just be stranded in the, in the yeah, middle exactly. of the fence, not, exactly. not provoking any, any mm. nothing. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing to me because um, a lot of people talk to me about this, uh, people who have a, a passing interest in the genre, and they say, well, you know, this is all make-believe. It's all big boys' hobbies, going out in the woods and liking, pretending <laughs> to hear, you know, the howls or see structures, and it's all interpretation. But time and time again, not only do I see things I can't explain, but I, I encounter witnesses that I believe wholeheartedly. And I'm very good at sniffing out a lie or if there is a problem with the person that's making them imaginative. I'm very good at that over the years. And there are still, to my mind, even in this country, five or six witnesses who I believe wholeheartedly i can't get their stories out of my mind i know they are telling the truth do you have you taken reports like that as well for my witnesses no no i have never i was not even interested in these fields at all like uh if i have had these encounters it's by chance absolutely mm. i think they found me instead of uh, yeah. me looking for these things i'm just interested in ecosystems animals plants mm. uh properties of the of, of interaction medicinal properties of the plants to cure people and to yeah. stop stop buying uh, pharmaceutical products like mm. uh, they are killing us all the time yeah. and, and i just want people to reconnect with nature this is yeah. my own my my personal interest i have no interest in this uh, thing so, yeah but from a scientific course, point of view then you'd be a naturalist i supposed yeah i am yeah mm. i am uh but of course, as if it, if this is part part of nature, or if mm. it's part of ecosystem, or if it's part of another dimension that we don't even know, mm. uh, I need to know because I'm taking people to nature. This is my job, so I mm. want uh, them to be secure, yeah. and I want to feel them to feel okay and to feel joy and to feel mm. uh, happiness. 
I don't want them to feel scared or, you know, yeah, running yeah. because there is something there that can uh, happen, you know, so. Well, no, I, 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 I wholeheartedly, the, the thing that encourages me about you, Ignacio, really, is that you've come to this later, later in life, but, you know, uh, not as a, a young person with interest, this is something has happened to you that's piqued your interest. And that's always very reassuring because we can't, we can never unsee what we've seen. We can never unexperience what we've experienced. And that's always, um, uh, a reassuring truth, isn't it? A reassuring, um, uh, uh, experience to have, especially when it comes to cryptids and things that, you know, I always say we're, it's a big ask when we ask people to believe such things could exist because everybody believes that the natural order is fully discovered, even though we discover yeah. 10 yeah. to 20 to 100 new species every single year. Anyway, we believe that these rock stars of cryptozoology, let's, let's put it that way, like Bigfoot, like Nessie, uh, we know nothing. We know nothing. We know nothing. And you zoom in on Google Maps, you know, and you think you know an area, but when you get your boots on the ground and go there, well, you realize just how untrodden even places in populated countries like Spain and England are. Most wild spaces France, yes. don't see a footstep, you know, in France. Yeah, yeah. There are yeah. many, many, many places unexplored. I'm telling you for a fact. That, so many times I'm discussing with friends that don't know much about nature and don't don't go many times there as well or investigate or explore and they say no no everything is explored the people mm. have gone everywhere in spain for sure blah 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 blah. and i'm telling them look guys you you don't have any clue about mm. the, about what you say because first of all you don't go there and secondly i have been in places that i mean nobody has passed there i have mm. recently done small documentaries in in places very next to main roads that if you take you know, a dirt road, and you just explore. Nobody has put a foot there for a long time, mm. like for a long, long time. Mm. So, yeah. Why do you think we 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 need that reassurance as as people, people in the world, need that reassurance that everything is being uh, discovered we and are taken scared. care we of? We are scared. We are just scared of the unknown. That's it. That's it. We are scared of being alone. We are scared of being. Uh, uh, rejected we are scared of living in 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 couple of words we are scared of having a good life uh-huh okay that makes sense to me yeah that makes sense to me we want to want to couch everything in and cover it with bubble wrap <laughs> yes if you just if you just see the way of living today makes no sense so we are we have been 450 million years living in the middle of the nature in mm. the open air and from the for the last 200 years mm. we have been deployed in uh, in in between walls mm. like uh, bees you know yeah. like bees in a cell yeah but yeah. the bees at least go out every mm. day but every day we are changing things for the worse because we are uh, okay remote work uh, i can stay at home so you just don't leave this small mm. piece of 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 you know whatever ground yeah. made artificially yeah i'm in which, london and it's getting more and more like is, that madrid is the same i'm sure yeah yes yes so this is i think this is just uh mining mining the the natural will of of, of us and yes. the link between us and nature which is the same thing we are the same as nature mm. probably much less intelligent than nature because we have uh egoism envy 
luxury or this all these kind of feelings that uh, nature doesn't have because it's in full equilibrium. So, yeah, I don't know. So that's why I think people are afraid of everything that mm. makes them think out a little bit out of their little boxes. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I, I think for those of us who do get interested in, in similar subjects to this and exploration and adventure and and the mystery and unraveling those mysteries of what could be yet to to find it's very exciting and it fills you with um optimism yes you know it fills you with optimism and i feel that way even looking at now what I'm, I'm thinking about when i'm talking to people on this miniature podcast i'm thinking yes you know there's more and more and more people every day doing this and looking for something outside or at least wanting to hear about it and imagine those places you know and um uh, i always use a line in which is uh, the age of exploration is not dead we just lost interest you know absolutely we just lost absolutely. interest and it's still there to find um just before we finish up Ignacio, can you just uh, tell everybody where they can find you and how to to get involved if they want to do that or, or report a sighting mm -hmm. or a story yeah uh, they can find me in www.escuela de mm -hmm actividades naturales dot com dot com awesome. uh, escuela de actividades naturales which means a school of natural activities in spanish so awesome. if they turn it into english or spanish they will find the exact words and um, just just a little um a note on this mm. when it was 2020 and i decided to quit the the regular guy life with uh -huh. with it which which was uh you know, leading a team of people in an office and so on. Mm. Um, um, I I told to my ex-wife now, uh, um, okay, I'm going to dedicate myself to this name. I told the name, as I told you now, and it's going to be called like this. And But I'm afraid that this uh, domain will be taken because it's .com and there is a billion people uh, speaking uh, Spanish today. So... I was so amazed that in 2020 March or no, sorry, July, mm. uh, it was free. I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes. Like how can something which is called a school of natural activities in Spanish is, is not taken. It's not that taken. That says a lot. That really, really says a lot about society, right? Oh my God. It really does. Oh my God. It really so, does just wanted to say that because it's yeah. very very scary and and sad yeah um, it's like it's like searching for if you search for live free or uh love nature and found it was free lovenature.com you'd be like oh my gosh it how might is this be, free it how might is it be free, free. It might be free. I'm telling you, it might it might be free. Oh gosh, I hope not. Look, I really think though that since this whole pandemic, you know, thing has happened and ended, that a lot of people actually have said, "Hang on a second, what have I been doing this whole time? Maybe there's more to life. Maybe I should be thinking more about my uh, emotional and spiritual and natural well-being in the world." instead of focusing on all of these bits and pieces that I can get with all the money and stack up in my house. And um, I, I'm noticing that. So I think that's, you know, that's a good thing. Maybe yes. there could be some changes in store. Uh, Ignacio, thank you so much for coming on. I'll put all of your details in the description. And it's been wonderful speaking to you about the, about the wild ban. And the last thing that I didn't tell you is that the third point that I stopped in oh. passing, passing the border between Girona and France, already in France, uh, 
I start stop and so is out of the trail is start seeing the the same signs and trunks uh, uh, thrown all the way there. And on the other side of a small river that was there, I started hearing uh, footsteps. Oh, this uh, is important. Sorry. Uh, Parallel in me. Okay. Wow. Uh, for, Did you tell how many feet or uh, two footed, uh, it four footed? It could be 400 meters from me. Uh, 300. 300 meters because it was a small valley with a river in Ah, uh, yes. No, I meant, it, uh, could you tell if it was bipedal or quadrupedal? Oh, no, no. It was mm. absolutely bipedal. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. a, a, a big steps. Like, I could, wow. I could hear the... How long did that happen for? Uh, at least three minutes. Because oh. I was started hearing those, and I, 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 um, oh. I said to my dog, "It can stop, yeah. stop, stop." Yeah. And then they they went quiet. It went quiet, and then I sm slowly started to to walk again, trying to hear, and it's again. Wow. For for two hundred meters, three minutes I would say, and then I decided it was getting dark, and I was completely alone in that place. Mm -hmm. No no signal, no no almost no battery even. And I decided it, it was time to go back, but I was not scared this time. Okay, I wonder if um, you're recognized if you if you've been there a few times before. Um, I was I was tagged. I yeah. was tagged. Yes. Yeah. Like in Facebook, when they tag you and they know who. Yeah, you are. that's so right. I, I, I was I for sure tagged. That. Yes. And um, you're starting to get activity because I even think when they, um, from the experiences that other people have relayed to me, I've never had my own experience. When they start to, um, even when you can hear their footsteps, it's intentional. You know, it's, they're not because they're hiding themselves from you normally. So they're allowing you to now know you're being watched accepted, or maybe ushered out. I don't know, <laughs> accepted or watched cautiously I was, or whatever I, no, it I is. You know, yeah. yeah, but I was. If 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 okay, if that if that time something was happening to me, mm. I'm telling you my intuition, in which I completely mm. trust, was telling me it would have been a complete mistake. Okay. Or wrong because I was feeling okay. Okay. I was not feeling drained or okay. feeling nauseous or feeling mm. scared or nothing. Mm. But of course I was knowing what was happening and I was aware of what was happening. Very strange. It never came back, but I will come back. Yeah. I, I'm, gosh, I mean, it's a bucket list. You know, I really want to get over to Spain, especially to the Basque country again, or in the Pyrenees, of course, you know, that, that aspect, there are so many wild men sightings there over the years, the Basque mm -hmm. side and, and throughout and, and, and right down to, in the to... place where I was, I came to know after that incident that there have been several sightings in the last 20 years, wow. three of them appeared in the local newspapers in the sack, 20, wow. 20 kilometer radius. What are they calling it in Catalonia? I'm not telling you. No, <laughs> no, 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 not the location. No. What, 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 what is their name for, uh, for the world man there? What, or, what they I'm going to type, to? uh, do we have a chat here? Because I'm going to type it in the chat. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, is it? Oh, you can't say because it, it sounds rude. What? 
Sorry? The, the name of the, the world man. No, because if I'm... Yeah, I will say it, but I'm going to type it also in the oh, in okay. the chat for you to have exactly the name. Because the name is, is in Catalan and it's not uh, easy. Oh, I'll uh, get it. I'll get it. It's yeah, fine. No? Can't be worse than Basque, yeah, right? Yeah. It's worse than Basque. Really? <laughs> Some, sometimes, yes. Too many X's uh, and T's. So, Nonel de la Neu and Simiots. Yes. Hey, Simiots. Nonel de la Neu and Simiots. And if you okay. type that in the in google yeah. you will find you will find the recent sightings that have been in the okay. last 25 years in in catalonia in those areas exactly wow okay so we you will have this the the sites i got it now i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up i I'm promise gonna... i promise when i ask for permission to stay in the, in these woods exactly uh that i wouldn't reveal the 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 sites no, anyone. no, I'm not asking you for the sites. That's fine. No, this, but in, I, in the Bigfooting community, promise. no, that's fine. In the Bigfooting community, this is a very normal thing, actually, even with Bigfooters, because people don't want tons of people rushing down to the area and, and disturbing them. That's fine. But I wasn't asking for the sites, but the the name, the local name. Ah, sorry. Just the local yes. name. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, why. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's why when you said I'm not telling you, I was like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, Oh, okay okay <laughs> uh no that's fine so um I, I think we'll leave it there but i'm going to put it on uh we'll put it on for everybody watching or listening uh with all the links to ignacio's uh material and to his uh and to his outdoor school and nature and wildlife tours as well which is just great even if you're not going to see a bigfoot or something it's great to be out there he really knows his stuff ignacio thank you so much again for coming on and for sharing your awesome experiences it's it's been amazing so thank you, thank you, Andrew, to to ask me to to tell this, and also you know it's uh, very nice that people you know, come to know more things than than the typical ones. Yeah, absolutely, I've loved it. I've it. Awesome. Okay, take care, my friend. Take care. Bye bye.